Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. Are you a fan of making lemonade? Qui-Gon's happy hour? Or just my work in general? Well, due to the current world crisis, health crisis we are at, we here at the Lemonade Podcast Network have hit a wall as far as our sponsors and regular revenue streams go. And we thought it's time to push our Patreon. If you go to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the lemonade network and become a patron you will get access to not only a patron exclusive podcast feed with all our star wars after shows movie commentaries and the whole first season of my podcast baking oranges where i talk with my friend and yours steve about pop culture and the world around us but you will also get 15 percent off all products in my online store Um, year-round and access to a patron-only Discord community where you can talk about the latest episodes, pop culture, and much more with our Lemonade Network community. Now, for those of you out there who are also in financial hardship right now, this is not for you. I want you all to know that we we will still have free podcasting content year-round. Every single week, we're going to have new episodes of Making Lemonade and Qui-Gon's Happy Hour every other week as well, so don't fret. However, if you are not in financial hardship and you could spare some <laughs> some cash um, and would like to help out and are, are a fan of everything we do here at the Lemonade Network, please head over to patreon.com forward slash the Lemonade Network and become a Patreon a patron today. Stay weird. your speeders in park, pour yourself a blue mojito, kick your feet up, because it's time for Qui-Gon's happy hour. That is it. Let's do it. All right, so we are up to, officially, we are up to episode number six. Uh, this is The Prisoner. This is the highest episode. This is one of my favorite episodes. I've been really, 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 really excited to share this with you guys. Um, hello, everybody who is live everywhere. Thank you for joining us for The Mandalorian this week. Let's get into our show. Uh, Without further ado, let's get into The Mandalorian. So if you are watching at home, if you're ready to watch at home, if you're going to watch at home, um, give me a call. Uh, Sorry, give me a call. What do I mean? Um, This is the call out, the countdown call out for um, The Mandalorian so that you can get yourselves ready. Um, So get episode six ready, chapter six ready to watch along uh, with us here on uh, on Dini Plunge, the Dini Plunger. If you want to watch The Mandalorian episode six with us, uh, we are about to start it. So we're going to start, uh, for those of you listening at home as well, please make sure you're not driving while you're doing this um, for all my audio assassins. But for everybody who is watching along, uh, I promise this is worth what, listening to and watching regardless of if you're watching or not. 
uh, but we're going to get straight into episode six of The Mandalorian, The Prisoner, in three, two, one. Get that play button going now. Hear that click? I just clicked the play button. Okay. Fantastic. I'm going to have to watch it over here on the screen um, because I've turned the brightness down on my screen and I need to turn the brightness back up. Uh, that's the wrong button. There we go. Turning the brightness, that clicking sound, I apologize. I'm going to turn the brightness up on my screen. Oh, that might be dynamic. Yeah, let's do that. Ooh, that is better. Nice. So I've got a screen here that's my monitor and um, it's set up. It's like a, it is like a little TV screen. But when it's set up as a TV to watch TV on it, it's not great. Um, it's not great for watching, uh, for monitoring like uh, Photoshop and stuff. So I just need to play around with the... Uh, I do a lot of setup here for the Mandalorian uh, because we are a one-man show right now. Um, but let's get into this. This is that ship. There's the Razor Crest we just pulled in. Um, people looking at the Mando. Don't really know where he is right now. It looks like he's in some sort of spaceport, uh, a space haven. It's a giant spaceship of some sort. There we go. There's someone that he knows. Mando. That you under it. <laughs> Sorry. There we go. So we've got. Um, we get some weird people on the live. So. If I stop for a second, I'm reading some weird comments. Um, I don't know what you mean by that, Ridley King, but we're watching The Mandalorian, so um, let's not go on a tangent. So this character kind of reminds me of... Um, what's his name? Gandalf? No, Gimli. <laughs> for a lot of the Rings fans out there. Um, but we've got trivia going on here as well uh, for episode six. So let's... Uh, Let's get into that. This is Clancy Brown's first live-action Star Wars appearance, following his voice acting role as Monstrous, also a Mandalorian, Montross, sorry, in The Bounty Hunter, in Star Wars The Bounty Hunter, which I think was uh, the video game, the Django Fett video game, and Savage Opress in The Clone Wars, Ryder Azid in Star Wars Rebels 2014, and various minor characters in both these animated series. There you go. Clancy Brown. So you can already kind of sense that these characters are that this is going to be a very different type of um type of episode here um we're going to be getting um a sense of ah there he is bill burr one of our, our generation's greatest comedians friends with favreau not a big star wars fan but what's really cool is he is in this show and he plays a great character it's a very very Bill Burr-esque Star Wars character. Um, it's hard to keep up with. I think a few people... I heard a few people say he wasn't very Star Wars, but I kind of like the idea of a Boston-y, New Jersey-ish kind of character in Star Wars. It makes sense to um, to have a character who's kind of a bit beaten down and griddled and, and, and that, that old school kind of... 
mentality, especially as a criminal, like a hunter, bounty hunter kind of situation, situation. But yeah, um, so all three of the X-Wing pilots wear a yellow Rebel Alliance starbird sigil on their helmets. So I say this is the end of the episode. Originally, the sign of the Tiafran yellow acres, aces, ah, Tiafran. Tiffin Yellow Aces. However, these versions have been updated to include a ring of tiny stars around them, indicating they serve the new Republic. Uh, he wasn't a stormtrooper. <laughs> That's one of my favorite jokes. He wasn't a stormtrooper, wise ass. <laughs> um, so, another bit of trivia. The floating Razor Crest. I love that um, there's, a, there's a reference to Canto Bite. Uh, one of the first references. I love that a lot of these ships in Star Wars, like X-Wings, the cool ones, the Razor Quest, the Millennium Falcon, are all considered kind of junk, which there's just a real underdog uh, theme across the board with uh, Star Wars. It's all about the, the little guy taking on the big guy with the smaller underdog. Even the ships are underdogs. The droids are underdogs. Like, droids name zero. What, he was the first droid made ah, and here she is that droid is the guy from the it crowd so this is a really and this woman here um jian i think it is what does he call it jian that's it she is one of the chicks from harry potter i uh, can't remember her name i think she's married to uh Domino gleason's character which is bill weasley i believe i think it's bill weasley I just know that he pops up at the end of uh, the Order of the Falcon. Fini, no, <laughs> the Sorcerer's Secret Chamber. That's the one he turns up in. I don't know. This is a Star Wars show. Um, uh, what was going to be your username? Jordan can draw. Short. We got a short Jordan number one here. That's very kind. You were going to be Jordan can draw, is that right? Short Jordan. Ooh, I beat you to it. I'm still trying to get Jordan can draw off the guy on Instagram who has a dead account. He has a bot account, like a, a ghost account. Ah, well, I got to it first. <laughs> uh, may the best man win. I like Short Jordan, though. That's a good one to remember. Also part of the Jordan Club, so. Um, but yeah, I'm still trying to get the Jordan can draw name off. Um, off the guy on Instagram so that I can have a bit more consistent branding. But I might have to change it to something else. Here's this bit where Zero is um, zeroing in. <laughs> anyway, Zero is zeroing in and he's like hacking into the... He's, he's about to get that uh, thing on um, uh, that Grief Karga sent and the fact that Mando has is hiding a child. Yes, the child he's hiding in the Razor Crest. That's a cool little hologram. I like it. It, it. This very much feels like it's like it's a cool heist episode. This one, in that we have um have a kid. Sorry, uh, it's a very Ocean's Eleven kind of building up. Um, see you later, short Jordan. Thanks for joining. Have a good night's sleep. <laughs> um, we're 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 doing that uh, thing they do in a heist movie where the, this is the this is the this is the spot. This is what we need. Um. It sounds a bit like, that guy sounds like Jermaine Clement, but I know it's not Jermaine Clement, it's the guy from the um, IT crowd. 
Um, anyway, what was I saying? I was talking about the hologram here, this hologram moment where they're going through the, the old, the new Republic. And this is the first time we're really starting to see something of the new Republic as well. Um, we saw them on, um, Skako Minor. No, it's not Skako I don't know what it was. Some planet, um, the planet where the new Republic was in Force Awakens when they blew, they blew up, um, with the Starkiller base. But we're really starting to see some more New Republic stuff going on here with um, with the Mando. So it's cool to kind of fill in these gaps slowly. I don't need a lot of New Republic, but I do like just some small elements of what happened to the Republic after the post-Empire. This, this kind of shows you the Skregs of the demented world that was and the demented galaxy that was. This episode's really starting to show us the the, the the scum and villainy that was still kind of the leftovers on the outskirts, on the fringe of the galaxy um, post-Empire. It was left with a dirty smell, so to speak. I think that's the best analogy I can come up with. Like, the Empire was kind of left um, messy, in a mess. It was dirty. It was grungy, it was dingy, it was it was gross. Because a lot of people got away with a lot after the Empire. And this is a really um, good episode to show kind of what's left over. There's that um, practical shipbuilding stuff. Um, with, uh, sorry, practical ship uses of sculptures and stuff with the Razor Crest there, um, which is just a cool little element that they don't need to do these days. But it's just very Star Wars. And as a Star Wars fan, um, knowing the way they used to make the Falcon move and, and, and the X-Wings and so on, I really appreciate them sort of um, doing that in the show here. Um, it really gives it that Star Wars feel. And I think it's why a lot of people love The Mandalorian. It's not divisive. Um, I think it has something to do also with the fact that the main character is a male, you know, if they, um, but for whatever reason, you know, people love Ahsoka. So it's, it's hard to, it's hard to really know exactly what, um, what it is that upsets people so much about the sequels, but we're not here to talk about the sequels. We're here to talk about the Mandalorian. I like that Burr's character here is kind of trying to say to the Mando, you know, we get it, I get it, I don't want to be with these idiots either, um, he's trying to keep the peace, um, and keep it all together, keep the team together, like, this is cool here, how we're kind of seeing a bit of the dark side of, um, Mando, and we're setting up kind of some, some space, the, it's the thing about these Mandalorian episodes is they're kind of their own little stories, um, their own self-contained stories, but it also drives the narrative forward, and that's what a strong, well-thought-out story is, and there's the reference to the gun guns, the first reference we've had to gun guns since the prequels, <clears throat> but... It's kind of cool that um, <clears throat> that Bill Burr has got a lot of references to some of the other 
he's the one as the comedian kind of making the jokes about some of the silly parts of Star Wars, the Canto bite slot machine and up, oh, oops, um, and the Gungans. Here we go. This is um, this is concerning. I like that they think here that he is a pet. Like he, he doesn't consider it a child. It looks like an animal to him. Um, like he's protecting the child, but no one really considers it a child because it looks like a creature. Um, this this is funny. <laughs> He's one of those people that's like, maybe I'll try again. He's, he never really had pets. He was never really good at pets. Just messing, it's just messing with him. Like, just stirring him. They're just not good people. This is the point. Like, it, it's kind of setting up that whatever they're after, whatever. He just wants the money and he wants to get it done. But it's setting up that it's really... <clears throat> quite difficult to stay on on task like to for him to go back to that because of the child because he is a father now because he's a parent he's he's struggling to return to this disheveled old world even though he to begin with was a man of honor in a in a world of criminals hello uh lee is chilly welcome thank you for commenting <laughs> I like to shout everybody out that puts a comment down. So, if you do, I'll say hello. Um, this is um, it's impressive that this gunship is to survive that without being impounded. But the the empire is not around anymore. What do you? What? Oh, this gunship because it's not. Oh, right. The um, the Razor Crest. Right. I see. So, he's talking about the Razor Crest having made it past the empire so many times. These people are so... It's almost a Suicide Squad. It's like a Star Wars Suicide Squad, which is really cool. Um, I wouldn't say Ocean's Eleven. They're not as honorable as, as the people in Ocean's Eleven. It's kind of a... Suicide Squad meets Ocean's Eleven because it's a heist. Um, Lee is chilly. Can you put on a cool guy glasses? Cool guy glasses? I don't think I have any glasses on me right now, unfortunately. I would have Can do this. No, I can't do it with my headphones on. For those of you listening at home, I'm putting those silly face glasses. Is that cool guy glasses enough for you? I feel like a dancing monkey. <laughs> it's these ones. I call them my John Cena glasses. Um, I don't know. Is there is there effects I can put on? Is there filters I can put on? Well, oh, there is. Oh, 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 that's a game changer now. Is there is there a, is there a Qui-Gon mask? Is there a Gungan mask? Could you imagine? What's a bling one? Oh, hello. That's pretty. Oh, there's even a video. Oh, I can put a video in the background. Mm-mm, check it. Mm. Oh, oh, oh. For everybody, sorry, everyone listening at home, you're going to be very confused, but I've got a... I've got the Zoom face on on my TikTok. <laughs> anyway, back to the Mandalorian. Um, thank you. I'm glad you're enjoying the... Uh, the uh, oh, that's pretty. I'm glad you're enjoying the. Um, okay, I'm gonna leave it like that. I'm glad you're enjoying the uh, stream, Leah. 
So we're we're now in for everyone listening at home. We're now in the uh, inside the this prison ship. So it's a prison carrier, um, and it's uh, oh, there's one of those monkey things. Oh, that's interesting because that's the character that John Favreau um, created. Not created, played in the uh, in the solo movie. So let's get let's get into some more trivia. Oh, that's a creepy looking thing. Um, Mayfeld reveals himself to be an ex-Imperial sharpshooter and Mena responds by joking that the title doesn't exactly mean much referencing the famous joke uh, oh, that's what he says that's right referencing the famous joke um, he goes on to explain that he wasn't actually one of the Empire's uh, famous joke that stormtroopers were unable to hit anything with their blasters this confirms that the real world gag is now part of the Star Wars mythology yeah that's a good point um, Mayfield goes on to explain that he wasn't actually one of the Empire's stormtroopers, proving that even the bad guys know their infantry are useless when it comes to marksmanship. There you go. Three of the show's directors feature at the X-Wing pilot in the chapter. Rick Famuyima, Deborah Cho. Rick, Rick Famuyima, he did chapters 2 and 6, so he directed this episode. Uh, Deborah Cho, episode 3 and 7, and Dave Filoni, episode 1 and 5. Directed between them six of the eight chapters of the first season. That's right. Uh, voiced by Richard Ayoda, Zero is created as a Q9 droid, a type of unit seen previously in the franchise, but the new design is extremely different, suggesting the link may be accidental. I'm not sure what a Q9 droid is, to be honest with you. I've never heard of that. Um, I'm not on Twitch, but I am on um, YouTube. I was just thinking we might go to Twitch because I think Twitch will allow me to actually show um, show what I'm watching on the stream, I got to look into that. If I want to watch the Mando, I might actually be able to do it on on Twitch, um, which would be cool. Because I know they allow you to play video games so uh, and stream video games, so I'm not actually 100%, but I'm thinking of moving over there. Right now, we're on YouTube. If you want to sub, uh, just look up Jordan Morpeth Art on YouTube because um, it's it's very difficult to change names and stuff, so we're just trying to get the, the, the programming cool. So this is really cool here, how he's just like kicked butt and he's in that hero stance, and it looks it looks like he's beefier. Like there's just some moments where he looks bulkier, and I think it's the way they shoot him from underneath and so on. He just looks like a just looks like Hulk Hogan's in that suit. <laughs> um, we're about to get up to this part. So Matt Lanter, who plays a Republic soldier in this episode, voices Anakin Skywalker in the Star Wars Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. You want to donate? Well, that's very kind of you, Leah. You can donate. If you really want to donate anything, you can join my Patreon. We have a Patreon for the show. Um, it's a small price. You just go to patreon.com forward slash the Lemonade Pod Network. Um, you can also donate by just buying stuff from my shop online, which is uh, the Lemonade Stand dot shop. Uh, fairly simple. Um, Mayfeld, the le- the ring letter. So here's Matt Lanter. I love that joke he just made about his um, shoes. He does have nice shoes. He's not wrong. He's, he's not wrong at all. Um, I want to change this over to something something pretty. What about beautiful? What does that do? Hmm? I don't understand. No, that doesn't make any. No, I don't like that. I'm not. I don't know how to get. Uh, this is right. This is the MacGuffin they're trying to uh, keep away from. 
Oh, yes. Now I look like I'm a force ghost. That's cool. Um, this is the MacGuffin they're trying to keep away from. I got to remember that like there's audio listeners and stuff as well. Um, this is the uh, MacGuffin they're trying to keep away. So if if he presses this, all hell will break loose. I'll send a Republic cruiser onto them. But it's important later on in the episode as well because we've got to understand that um, this show sets everything up. There is nothing unnecessary in the show. Um, and things kind of happen for a reason at every moment in this show. Um, and we're setting up... That's And that's just good story writing. That's Favreau. Favreau is a killer story writer. And um, right here is a pivotal point and an extreme... I love that little robot gun that uh, he's got. Oh. And there goes poor Matt Lanter. Poor Davin. Here's to Davin, though. May he rest in, in peace. Calls her a crazy twee as well. It's really interesting that he's getting so many lore. I mean, I know she's a twee-like, so like you've got to call her call a spade a spade. But it's interesting that he's getting so many um, lore references, and he's not even the... What's that? Why is that? Oh, God. Oh, no. No, no, no. I don't want that. No. That's terrifying. Sorry, TikTok just turned me into a um, into a unicorn, and I don't want that. That's better. Uh, now I'm just glistening. Um, so here we go. Here goes uh, Big Clancy. Oh, he's uh, that's a strong. Those are uh, Davaronians are very, very, very strong. We are now getting to the prisoner the prisoners who were after so uh, Mayfell the ringleader of the team which I believe is uh, Bill Burr's character's name of uh, the team that attempts the prison break is played by the famous comedian Bill Burr in ironic there we go in ironic fashion Burr hosts a solo podcast where he is well known among fans for not getting Star Wars and constantly berating the franchise for being for nerds. <laughs> that is pretty funny that he's in here um, and he doesn't quite get Star Wars, but it's funny that he's in the show. And he knows, and he, he said on that same show, um, Mando knows who Berg is. There you go. Oh, the double cross. Uh-oh. Oh, no. That's a classic. Like That's like Chewie and... Uh, <clears throat> So he knows his way around as well, this Berg. But this is cool when how he gets himself out of this situation as well. One cell contains a familiar furry Ardenian, the same species as Rio Durant from Solo. Rio was voiced by John Favreau, who is also the creator of this series. There you go. Saw dude, how you doing, Ronnie Depp? Thank you for sending some some love there. Um, for sending the TikToks. Very kind of you. I believe that's a I don't know exactly what that is. I know it's monetary based, so that's very kind of you. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. My 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 pleasure. Your pleasure. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I was saying there. Ah, oh, so they've got this republic. Here's this republic symbol. It's a rebel symbol though. It's not a republic. So the rebel symbol must have become the symbol of the republic, which is interesting. Oh, there we go. Bam. That's a cool way to get out. And now he's got the the hand that he needed. Yep. And he can take the... 
See, that's really cool. That's just cool that he can like control that. The MSE droid on the prison ship, here we go, aka Cheese from the official Lucasfilm web series, The Star Wars Show 2016, sporting a new paint job. I don't know who that is. Which one's that? Uh, the New Republic's prison ship is clearly designed to stay in stay in keeping with the decor of the 1970s and 1980s films. The control room in particular is filled with chunky red flashing buttons, retro-style display units, and early sci-fi-style consoles. The ship's corridors also hark back to the long spacecraft halls seen in A New Hope. Yes, they do. They feel very much like the uh, Tontine 4. Elsewhere in the episode, the structure of Mount... Oh, wait a second. This is the cool part. This is a, like, Predator scene where he just, like, bucks them all up. Um with and just like sneaks up up, up behind oh, I love this and breaks shuts down all the doors it's just cool with the red light going they get separated and he just picks them off one by one but uh, let's finish this before he gets to that elsewhere in this episode the structure of Malik's Station shares a passing resemblance to the floating building on Cloud City with a wide pan body and long trailing tail <clears throat> lastly the New Republic ship features many spinning ports they resemble the ones R2-D2 routinely plugs into when trying to hack their star or find out the whereabouts of his allies. Yeah, they seem to be a lot more common in this than they were in the prequels or even the sequels. Um, <clears throat> those spinning... That he just opened the... Uh, <clears throat> opened the prison door with, so that's pretty cool. That's dope. Um, but at the end of the day... We're, um, oh, that's right. Zero's after the child here. And Zero's left them on their own. They're done now. They're on their own. They're stuck. They're trapped. There's a Republic ship on its way. There is a face detected. I'm here. Um, <clears throat> all right. Let's move forward. Ranzar Malk, Mark Boone Jr., which is Malik, which is that dude with the beard, the Santa Claus looking dude, refers to the Mandalorian's helmet as a bucket. In the Mando's language, the words for bucket and helmet are one of the same. Booyasi, or Busha, sorry. Pronounced Busha. Bucket and helmet, it's the same, same sound. There you go, that's why they call them bucket heads. In the, they call the Stormtroopers bucket heads. There you go. Because the Stormtrooper was based on the Mandalorian um, helmet. In the Disney Gallery, uh, the Mandalorian episode Connections, it was revealed that the X-Wing used to film the three pilots was a full-size vehicle created for Galaxy's Edge and was filmed before it was shipped to Orlando, Florida. That's pretty cool. So that Galaxy's Edge ship is the one that they used, or at least the cockpit they used. And they were all in the same cockpit too. So that's a cool, that's a cool little tidbit there. Um, we're going to continue with the trivia because we're coming up to the end, but this is the cool bit here. The red light really adds to, with the, with the flashing emergency light, really adds to the um, <clears throat> the element of creep here, the element of thriller, the element of like, it's like aliens. It's, it very harkens back to alien <clears throat> in the hallways of the ship and, and so on. <clears throat> Just hiding away. But this um, this bird guy really is quite uh, quite a piece of work, isn't he? He's very uh, he'll leave his own blood behind, his own sister behind, um, just to save his own life and get out of a prison. Um, and so he's ready to let Bill Burr die. Um, 
also known as what was his character's name? It was up here somewhere. It wasn't Malik? It was Mayfeld. <clears throat> All right. Um, the circular hatch used to access the roof of the prisoner transport ship is similar to the upper hatch of the Millennium Falcon. That's true. That's correct. And Natalia Tenna guest stars in this episode as the Twi'lek Jean. We were talking about that earlier. She's also known for playing the wildling woman Osha on the Game of Thrones. She is. She's the wildling woman. Um, Pedro Pascal, the Mandalorian, played Prince Odoron Martel on the Game of Thrones. And she's in Harry Potter. So there you go. In the Disney Gallery, Gallery Star Wars Mandalorian visualization, director Rick Famuyima reveals that the scene in which the Mandalorian takes on the guard droids was developed in a previous session. Originally, the prison was only going to be protected by the floating R1-style droids. But John Favreau explains that when this scene was expanded, it was decided to add other droids that had arms and legs so he could fight them in the Kung Fu's. Where are you, little mouse? I like that the Davaronians look like devils. It's kind of cool. I think the Davaronian mask was one of the masks that um, Rick, Rick, I want to call him Sanchez, but I can't remember what his name, Rick, Rick something, um, the, the mask, the famous mask maker had already had made um, and he made and he masked up a dad. That's cool that he's like fireproof. That he had... That's a cool little element there that like the Davaronians are fireproof because they kind of look like devils. Um, and they're from hell. And hell's very hot. Ha! <laughs> um, yeah, Rick... I can't remember his last name. Uh, who made the masks. Already had the Davaronian mask ready to go. And he was asked, I believe, the day he... Um, like two days, maybe a week before they shot the cantina scene... Oh, here we go. This is brutal. Um, the Cantita scene, if he had some masks to bring some... Oh, that's right. And this shows kind of the strength. There's some really cool shots of the Mando here with the lighting and stuff. Some of the coolest shots in the show. Some of the most badass like... Oh, and that's it. He got squished on the side. Um, but I don't think the Mando really killed any of these people. It's kind of ambiguous, isn't it? Um, yeah, before they shot, he had all these masks ready to go. It was just stuff that was in his set, and the Davaronian was one of them. Um, so that's really cool. Uh, Jean mentions a job on the planet Alzoc 3, home of the Tal species, first seen in the Mos Eisley Cantina um, in A New Hope. This name was first identified in the West End Games 1999 book, Galaxy Guide for Alien Races by Troy Denny. Uh, Mayfeld jokes that Din's ship looks like a slot machine on Kanto Bite. Ooh, see, I got that. Um, you will share the stream, but I got to go. Oh, no worries. Thank you. I didn't ask. 56. I love your name too. Shared the current live. You're a legend. Thank you so much. Um, Mayfeld jokes that Din's ship looks like a slot machine on Kanto Bite. This is the Vegas-inspired planet filled with uh, casinos that is featured largely in The Last Jedi. Yes. Um, that is that. Uh, Ismail Cruz Cordova Quinn played a character on Sesame Street in 2013 named Mando. Oh, that's interesting that he's in here. Ismail Cruz, he is Quinn, the uh, other Twi. Twi'lek. Um, the Twi'lek boy. Twi'lek man. Um, the, the dodgy boy. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, 
here we go. Here's Billy Boy Mayfeld. Stuck. Oh, that's a classic. Classic New Hope. This is very New Hope based. It feels like the Tontine Floor. Oh, <laughs> there's a mouse droid. He just sent a mouse droid, but this is cool how he just slowly moves in the background. Oh, 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 behind you. <laughs> That's that no yell is the best. Oh! <laughs> it's like just the most desperate yell and plea for help you've ever seen. Oh! <laughs> What's cool here is he's just slowly picking each one of them off. Quinn, here we go. I got you, you bastard. You sneaky boy. Sneaky, sneaky boy. You killed the others. They got what they deserve. See, he never... He never said... Oh, and there's the Mando sound. I just like playing the Mandalorian theme on my kazoo. Be reasonable, he says. And ladies and gentlemen, this is the sixth episode, so we've actually only got two more episodes to go after this. And we're on our way out of the Mandalorian, season one and into season two. I'm still going to rewatch from start to finish, probably once more after this on my own. Because um, I miss a lot of things when I'm talking over it and I'm just talking smack, especially when I'm doing these trivia bits and pieces. Um, but we're coming up to the end here. And here's the moment. Oh, no, the child is hiding. Oh, that's right. Zero doesn't know where the child actually is either. Ooh. And this is very cute here, this moment where he... Um, so he's just made a deal with Quinn and, and the child is about to uh, force explode Zero. Oh. And we all thought for a second now that actually... I love that he looks at his hand. But it's just the Mando standing behind him. Um... Yeah, just standing there. There we go. That's very cute. Adorable. It's it's adorable. It's adorkable. Sure is, and we're off in the Razor Crest. Does he have Queen or does he not? Half Queen. Has he carbon frozen him or has he not? I would have carbon frozen him and just given him to old mate. But we all know that the Mando actually does have a plan here. For some reason, those, uh, what do they call them? They call them pot, pot, they have on their shoulders, cosplayers, what do they call them? Um, pot, it's not pods, it's pom, pauldrons, it's called a pauldron, it goes on the shoulder there. Ah, he's not dead. Those pauldrons just make him look bulkier in this new suit, it's kind of cool, he just looks broader and, and like a, like a jacked dude, just a jacked, like, uh, He's a galactic professional wrestler or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, very uh, very interesting. No questions asked, right? That's the policy, right? Yeah, see? So, no questions asked. I like that. I like that he just got rid of all of them, imprisoned them all. But this bit here, he, he didn't... I don't think he thought that the others deserved death. But I think he definitely... And what's interesting is this this signal thing that he puts on Quinn. 
He's never actually seen it. We have seen it and the others have seen it, but Quinn has never actually seen it up until this point. Neither has Malk. He knows that they're going to send someone after him to destroy him and keep him quiet, right? So he's he's very aware of what's going on here. Malachi starts to um, send a ship after Mando once he flies off to destroy him. But Mando has a contingency plan. It's no surprise that he is sending someone after him. Quinn loves it, but Mando has a contingency plan. And what's interesting here is that we've seen, we've had everything set up for us. We've seen... Um, even when we saw the the armory that Mando has in um, in his ship, it's set up for a future episode. Just little elements of set up here and there is just what Star Wars is all about, what Favreau is all about, what good storytelling is all about. And, and that's the most important part when you're telling a story like this is that storytelling. This is great storytelling. That device is so important. Mando just flies straight past these X-Wings. He's lucky they don't shoot through him. There's there's uh, Filoni. There's Famuyima. And we're going to see Deborah Cho in a second. In an X-Wing. And they're like, yo, what, 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 what's, what's going on? I don't know where Homeboy thinks he's going to go, though. Oh, Malik. Are those X-Wings? Yep, that's them. <laughs> yep. He answers his question. Um, this is really cool that the, that the directors are in here. Um, I know they weren't. I know some of them weren't super keen on it Dave didn't really want to be in the show but it's just a cool little cameo there we go they exploded that and then they've exploded the ship and then Mando just hyperspaces off he got everything he needed and somehow he conned these guys he conned the Connors and somehow we're yeah and he sighs there we go just that last little and he gives the little boy the ball off the gear shift <laughs> I told you that was a bad idea. But was it the child's idea? I do not think so. I think it might have been the Mandalorian's idea. And that's the trick, isn't it? He is. They're a clan of two now. Ha! See? He didn't kill them. He just trapped them in a prison together. And they're headed off to a Republic jail. And you know what? When the Republic gets their hands on... These three, they're probably going to have be happy to have three of the mo- three wanted criminals anyway. Um, they lost one, but they did kill him after all. He's dead anyway, so he's not a problem. Malik's not a problem. So, and there we have it, directed by Rick Famuyima. Here's some cool concept art as well going on. Um, this is what Favreau was talking about earlier about how the concept art had him fighting. There's the X-wing, so the X-wings were always going to be in there. Um, based on the stories by by George Lucas, fantastic. Uh, George Orsay loved uh, this story, by the way. Pedro Pascal. Um, there's just these cool shots. That's a cool shot. That looks like um, Alien. Uh, this shot here of Bill Burr bouncing down. Um, here's the th- here's the 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 Suicide Squad, the Galactic Suicide Squad, and we have that ship. I don't know what that ship is, but it is one of the coolest designs of a ship, and it's a shame they blew it up. Um, that they've ever had in anything Star Wars. Um, so, clearly they didn't have the actors yet either on the concept art here um, for these characters. So, they've just used pretty generic looking faces. But, you know, there's the Mando there. It, even with the Mando, like, they didn't quite have the concept down. It looks like they're still using some Boba Fett 
um, and Mandalorians from Clone Wars kind of concepts um, to to get them moving forward in the concept art process. But thank you everybody for listening. Thank you everybody for watching. I really appreciate every single one of you. Um, see, there's there's even Mando there with red stuff on his face, you know. Um, but thank you everybody for watching. Thank you everyone for listening. Thank you everyone on YouTube and um, everybody on... Um, everybody on... Oh, I didn't even put... I'm sorry, YouTube. I didn't even put my face up. <laughs> It's just been my voice the whole time. Um, everybody on um, on TikTok. I might actually be moving over to Twitch. We'll see how we go. I'm just going to look into if I can play uh, the show in the background so we can do some commentary tracks over there. But thank you everybody who um, contributed today. And uh, this has been Qui-Gon's Happy Hour. We'll be back with the Mando Episode 7 uh, on Thursday this week, Australian Eastern Standard Time at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Um, so you can watch there. But thank you again, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this has been Qui-Gon's Happy Hour. I have been your host, Jordan. And as always, may the Force be with you. This is the way.